With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, the NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes. And we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Here we go. Here we go, good people of Destination Debbie. It is draft season, and we kick off this 2021 rookie draft profile with a player who, you know, every single year, every single year, and most recently last year, when we look at the 2020 running back class, we always have these players that sort of emerge from the ashes of college football when we're looking at the classes. And it's always like the top guys that we know in 2021, it's Najee Harris and Travis Etienne coming into the season in 2020 in the 2019 season. It was, you know, at that time it was Travis Etienne and Jonathan Taylor and Deandre Swift, but every single year, there are players who who put themselves on the map. We saw that last season with Clyde Edwards Elaire in that special season that LSU had. We saw throughout the pre-draft process a player like Antonio Gibson start to really gain a ton of steam. And even with as much analysis that we do, as much deep diving that we do, we still miss players like a James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars at Illinois State, ultra productive very talented player. We saw how good he was. Should have been a pro bowler this season in the NFL. But every year we have these players that sort of emerge from the ashes. And this year was no different. When I talked about this upcoming running back class, it was two players. And then after that, you have a couple of guys and maybe you might find somebody here. And we've had it again. Some of these players that were not highly thought of have put themselves on the map to be higher NFL draft picks than we ever would have expected prior to the season. And I'm glad we had the season because I was on record saying, I didn't think the season was going to happen. I didn't think the season was going to happen. I was suggesting that the top players should actually opt out, which a lot of them did. We saw players like Jamar Chase and Michael, Micah Parsons, Caleb Farley, uh, Penny Sewell. We saw a bunch of the top guys that are going to be top 10 picks in the NFL draft decide not to play, but we also got to see some cats come back and improve their draft stock. This evening, we saw Devonta Smith, first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since 1991, only the third wide receiver to win it in the history of, of, of the Heisman Trophy award, third Alabama player to ever win that award. We saw that, that this 
this season was important to Devonta Smith. He turned himself from a late first rounder to a high first round pick, or at least at least at worst, a mid first round pick. And when we're talking about these running backs, I don't know if there was a running back in this draft class that helped themselves more than North Carolina's Javonta Williams. Javonta Williams is a player that I am absolutely, he's my kind of running back, right? Physical, big, elusive. He's got enough burst and speed to make plays down the field. It's a type of player. He's a type of player that I want to root for. He's the type of player that if 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 my favorite NFL team didn't have a running back, that would be the type of guy that I would love to, to, to see my team acquire. And when you are talking about fantasy football, I, I think there's a lot of good things that Javonta Williams will bring to us in fantasy football leagues as early as next season, this this year, we're in 2021. I think it's he's going to be one of those players who can have an immediate impact in fantasy football and for an NFL team. And, you know, with these rookie profiles, with these draft profiles, I just want to tell a story. Let's let's talk about who he is. And if if you're not watching this live or if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing out because we're showing plays and film and fun runs from Javonta Williams, just to give you an idea of who he is. And then you take that information back, do your homework, do your research and kind of formulate your own opinion on said player. But when you're looking at just his build at five foot 11, even if he checks in at five ten, right? They got him listed at five eleven, two hundred and twenty pounds. And when you see this kid, he's all the two twenty. And I, I've I've been making this joke about his neck size, but his neck is huge. I mean, his neck is huge. He's built. He's put together. He looks like an NFL running back, but not big and sloppy. I mean, he looks solid. He looks like a tank. He looks like somebody, when I play defensive back, I would not want to see him coming around a corner with a full head of steam. I just don't want, I don't want those problems, man. I'm trying to cover cats. I'm not trying to tackle the likes of Javonta Williams. So when you're just looking at his build, he looks like a prototypical NFL running back. There, there aren't many reports on his actual testing metrics, right? When you're talking about his speed, how fast he is, we don't have a lot of that. He wasn't a highly touted recruit coming out of high school. He was a three-star kid out of out of North Carolina. He wasn't a highly touted recruit, so there's not a lot out there about how fast he actually is. Here's my thing. I don't really... You don't have to be Chris Johnson to be effective at the next level. You don't have to be a 4-4 or a 4-3 type running back. And when you look at the running backs in the league who are who are having tremendous success, you don't have a lot of 4-3 guys. You don't have a ton of 4-4 guys. It's There are other parts of the running back position, the way that you operate in a phone booth, right? Your, your short area agility, your ability to break tackles, your ability to catch the ball in the backfield, your ability to not go down on first contact. And those things are who Javonta Williams is. And when you look at his production early in his career, right? As a freshman, didn't do much, right? Uh, 43 receptions, 224 yards, five TDs, eight receptions, uh, 58 yards, no touchdowns. I don't know if I said 43 receptions, 43 rushes for 224 yards, averaging 5.2 yards a carry. Now, mind you, he had he has been sharing the backfield with another talented running back, Michael Carter, who is a, who's, who's been at North Carolina for four years. This is his senior season. And in that year, Michael Carter, 84 carries, 597 yards, two touchdowns, 25 receptions for Carter. So it's been a, a, a two-headed monster in that 
backfield for the three years that Javonta Williams has been there. In 2019, that's sort of when he put his name on the map with 933 rushing yards, five touchdowns, 17 receptions. Again, sharing that backfield with Michael Carter, who posted a thousand yard rushing season right on the dot. 1,003 yards, three rushing touchdowns, another 20 plus receptions. I know this is about Javonta Williams with Michael Carter. He is a talented, talented player as well. A little more explosive than Javonta Williams. And when you dive into sort of the the deeper analytical part of of how good he was at the running back position in 2019 in 2019 Travis Etienne balled out right he was he he was an absolute monster he led the country in yards after contact per attempt with 5.07 Travis Etienne was number 1 in the country Javonta Williams was 11th right so he was still when you when you're talking about some of these advanced metrics advanced analytics 4.1 4.19 yards after uh, per attempt after contact, which is outstanding. And that is a big part of Javonta Williams game. He is a tackle breaking machine. You just watch it. Like look at some of these plays where he is just running through arm tackles. You cannot arm tackle Javonta Williams. You can't throw a shoulder in there and thinking, think that he's going to go down. He is going to run right through you. And it, it is fun to watch that play out. And when you're talking about that fit at the next level, hell yeah, you need that. None of us want a running back. As soon as somebody gets an arm on them, they're falling down. And all he did after that impressive true sophomore season was build upon that in smash here in this 2020 season. And in 2020, again, one more time, sharing a backfield with Michael Carter. He only played in 11 games, opted out of the final game of the season, the bowl game, 157 to attempts for over 1140 rushing yards averaging 7.3 yards an attempt 17 rushing TDs 25 receptions 305 yards in three touchdowns Michael Carter balled out 1200 rushing yards nine TDs 25 receptions for Michael Carter so that that backfield of Carter and Williams was unstoppable. They actually combined for the most yards in a game versus Miami in college football history. I mean, it's just ridiculous how good those two running backs were and how well they complemented one another, a, th- a true thunder and lightning approach. But when you look at the, the, the advanced numbers, right, of what he did, according to PFF, in 2020, uh, Javonta Williams was ridiculous upping his yards after contact per attempt to 4.59 Javonta Williams led the country with running backs of a minimum 125 attempts with 75 avoided tackles after the run I he was just dominant and you see like I'm showing you these clips of him just powering through people stiff arming cats down to the ground This is a player that's going to be good for real in real football, and he's also going to be very effective for us in fantasy. But he's got more than enough speed. He's got the burst. He's got exceptional quickness to be the size that he does. And I know a lot of times we try to think, well, who does he remind us of? Who who is the comp? And as I'm watching the Cleveland Browns play, my mind wants to say, like, I want to say, oh, he's, he's Nick Chubb, but not as explosive, right? That's my my problem with comps. My problem with comps is we always seem to every year we can't continue to comp college guys to like all pro running backs or all pro wide receivers or all pro quarterbacks. It seems like it's that's 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 easy. That's like the low hanging fruit. 
But the player that Javonta Williams reminds me of most from a physical attribute uh, comparison to an actual play style comp would be Dallas, former Dallas Cowboys running back and Minnesota Gophers running back, Marion Barber. They're both roughly around the same size. Marion Barber, six foot, 221 pounds, four, five, 40 yard dash at the combine, 40 inch vertical jump. And that's pretty damn impressive to be that big, right? He was a part of a, a, a tandem backfield with he and Lawrence Maroney. Those of y'all who don't know who I'm talking about, that's dating you. Like y'all, like your boy GQ, I've, I've been around a little bit, right? He he shared a backfield with Lawrence Maroney, and that was a dynamic backfield. Thunder and lightning, sort of just like Javonta Williams did with Michael Carter. And I, I know when you look at the raw numbers from Marion Barber, they don't scream like all pro. And I'm not saying that Javonta Williams is going to be all pro himself, but Marion Barber didn't even get a true opportunity to start until his fourth NFL season. Now he played a lot. He played a lot his rookie season the year after that, and then in his third season, 204 carries, but he only started three games in that span. Finally took over the backfield at age 25 uh, and had 238 yard, 238 attempts for 885, seven TDs, and caught the ball a whole bunch of times, 52 receptions. Season after that, 26 receptions with 932 rushing yards. So he was a productive running back three straight seasons over, over 1,100 yards from scrimmage. I mean, Marion Barber was legit. He was a good running back during this time. What happened with him, injuries started to take over, right? That physical Marion the Barbarian rushing style. And if I had any real concern about Javonta Williams, it is how physical that he plays. Like, is he going to last? Is he going to withstand the test of time? Is his body going to be able to hold up from that abusive running style? And you know what? Honestly, for us in fantasy football, we can't really be concerned with that. We look at these running backs and three and four year windows. Javonta Williams is not going to be a first round pick. He's going to be a second round pick. Therefore, he's looking at a, you know, second or third round pick. So he's looking at a, a, a three, four year contract, four year contract in the second round. I think he's going to be fine for those four years. And after that, anything on top of that is gravy. But I, I can't comp him to Nick Chubb because I do believe Nick Chubb was a special running back coming out of Georgia, even though he had that knee injury, the speed, the elusiveness that combined with the size. Nick Chubb is a special dude. That's a top five running back in the NFL. I can't go to those heights for Javonta Williams, but I think Marion Barber, play style, uh, physical composition and makeup style. That is a very, very good comp. At least I feel that's a good comp to to place upon Javonta Williams. Now we're talking about where does he fit? Where does he fit? There are a couple of places that I think if he lands in these spots, uh, you're looking at a locked and loaded stud. NFL, fantasy football, I don't give a shit what it is. You're looking at a locked and loaded stud from day one. That first landing spot would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They desperately need an upgrade at the running back position. James Conner looks toast. Great story. Doesn't look good. Anthony McFarlane, complimentary back. He's not a feature guy. Benny Snell, no thank you. We saw Jalen Samuels is, is not it. If he lands with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that would be my ideal landing spot for he and or Najee Harris. I I just think that is a home run slot selection for him. Uh, Team fit. He fits that Pittsburgh Steelers culture. Listen, I I know some of y'all Steelers fans are about to, oh, we don't need a running backer. I'm not saying he's going to go early. I'm just saying an ideal fit would be Pittsburgh. I look at the Miami Dolphins as another fit, right? They've got a lot of draft capital. They have a lot of room to play and, 
I like Miles Gaskin. I like Savon Ahmed. I don't know if those are like cornerstone running backs. I think they could get by with the combination of Gaskin and Ahmed, but if they do decide to upgrade that position, I believe that the Miami Dolphins would be a great landing spot for a running back like Javonta Williams. And then the final spot that I have, again, another one of those locations where we're not sure what's going on with the incumbent, right? We don't know what's going to happen with the starting running back right now who's kind of been banged up this season. But I look at the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson, with DK Metcalf, with Tyler Lockett there. And as long as Pete Carroll is the coach, Pete Carroll is going to want to run the ball. We see how productive Carlos Hyde has been at spurts. We've seen Chris Carson be a beast. Chris Carson is due for a contract and they have not re-upped him yet. So, what are they going to do with Chris Carson, a player who they didn't invest a lot of draft capital in? They don't they don't have any long term ties to him. And we haven't heard anything about them extending him to this point. So my top three landing spots for Javonta Williams would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Miami Dolphins and the Seattle Seahawks. And then a couple of honorable mention plays as well. The Arizona Cardinals would be a nice landing spot for a player like Javonta Williams, as would the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though I think Tampa Bay is going to be okay with Ronald Jones in the long run. Overall, for for me, Javonta Williams is one of my favorite running backs in this class. I love his physical play style. I love the fact that he has shown an ability to break tackles, not go down on first contact, and catch the ball out of the backfield. His size at 5'11", 220 pounds, and the fact that he has not been overworked in the college game. He's going to come in with, with plenty of mileage left on those legs, in that body, that physical style, that attitude. That's how you set the tone as a running back. Javonta Williams is a locked and loaded, you know, top asset in fantasy football. And I think he's one of the best running backs in this 2021 NFL draft class. I appreciate y'all checking out the show. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Hit the subscribe button, press the alerts, got content dropping all the time. If you're listening in the car, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel so you can check out what we're cooking over here at Destination Devi. But happy new year, you got new years to you guys. Be safe and we'll be back later on with more content. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to the community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show published out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, Go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. 
check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com forward slash join.